Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach and a former Texas legislator. Here with David and Tim Barton. David, of course, America's premier historian and our founder at Wall Builders. Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. You can find out more about all three of us at our website, wallbuilders.com. Check out wallbuilders.com today. And I actually, I say I'm here with David and Tim. I actually have a, a, an interview that we're going to do. Um, out on the Patriot Academy campus. And so actually, if you hear some gunshots in the background, it's because we're having a very first constitutional defense course. It's taking place here on the Patriot Academy campus. We had our groundbreaking just a couple of days ago and uh, just an incredible, incredible time. And right before the groundbreaking, I had the chance to sit down with Mark Meckler of Convention of States and also of the rally that's going to happen at the Texas Capitol this coming Saturday how many more? And he's the one organizing that. We're going to talk to him a little bit about that as well. But I do want to invite you to come out and join us at Patriot Academy. The campus is in Fredericksburg, Texas. The groundbreaking was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, we're already having the constitutional defense courses, and you can be a part of that. So check that out at patriotacademy.com. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be with Mark Meckler from conventionofstates.com. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. The Reverend James Caldwell was a famous minister during the American War for Independence. His sermons taught liberty and God's opposition to tyranny. The British hated him and tried to kill him. So for his own protection, he would actually take loaded pistols with him into the pulpit and lay them beside his Bible as he preached. In the 1780 Battle of Springfield, the Americans ran out of wadding for their guns, which was like having no ammunition. Pastor Caldwell ran inside a nearby church and returned with an armload of Watts hymnals, the pages of which would provide the much-needed wadding. He took this great Bible-based hymnal, raised it in the air, and shouted to the troops, Now put Watts into them, boys! This pastor's ingenuity saved the day for the Americans. For more information on Pastor James Caldwell and other colonial patriots, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. I am excited because my buddy Mark Meckler is back in the house. Mark, so good to be with you. And we never get to do this in person, like looking at each other. We're usually on the phone. You're calling the studio. But we're together in Fredericksburg, Texas, and man, thanks for coming on the program again. Yeah, I mean, the reason we don't get to do it in person is because our wives prohibit us from <laughs> being alone together Trouble's in coming, man, that we're going to come up with some crazy idea. So if you're listening to this... Don't mention this to Patty. Yeah, or Karen. we'll be in trouble. Yeah, we yep. definitely. Yeah. That won't be unusual, but we will be in trouble. But you know, if you are listening to this, Patty or Kara, you'll know about whatever crazy idea Mark and I come up with at the same time the rest of the world does. So yeah. that's so at least at least something. Well, I don't know what at least what. <laughs> At least we're going to get in big trouble together. That's right. That's right. We have so much going right now, man. Convention of States uh, moving all over the country. Big votes happening right now. Big movement. People joining every day. Uh, Huge class here with us at the Patriot Academy campus. In fact, Convention of States is the first class at uh, the Patriot Academy campus. They've been shooting for two days. And Mark and I, yes, we got to shoot muskets. We had muskets on the morning. Real muskets. Yeah, that that was was cool. That was that was very cool. Yeah, what actually happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like one shot, one fired, and one didn't. Yeah, so it was actually, you know, so it's the anniversary of the shot heard around the world, 
And we had three of us lined up with muskets. Two muskets and uh, what's the other thing called? A it was some kind of sh- yeah, yeah, blunderbuss. Yeah, blunderbuss. Okay, yeah. so three of us line up and the count and we shoot. And then there was a shot heard around the world. Not I'm just glad it was shots. my gun. It I'm was just glad <laughs> mine fired. I, you know, no, this was actually, um, you know, a lot of people probably this week or last week, uh, this is there in, um, a week later, but they won't know. They didn't know that it was the anniversary, as you said, of the shot heard around the world. That's the beginning of the American Revolution. 1775, April 19th. Everybody knows Paul Revere's ride. Well, that was midnight before. It was the next morning at Lexington. Pastor Jonas Clark, Captain John Parker, and of course, Mark, your favorite, Levi Preston. Levi Preston was there. So it's very cool. I, it's it's been a bucket list of mine to, to fire an actual musket. You yeah. know, it's complicated. You watch the guy set it up. Your your buddy set it up, and you got to muzzle load it. You got black powder you got to put in. And then what he said is the reason that it can go off is because you know sometimes Rick talks a little <laughs> bit much. <laughs> and so, sometimes. And he said he- by, by the time it was done. Uh, he said, you know, it's just the powder got wet. The uh, air was moist. A little and- bit too long of a speech. I had to tell the whole story yeah. of the shot heard around the world because we had all these people standing there on the range, you know, and it was they were there for the first shot on the Patriot Academy campus to be on the anniversary of the shot heard around the world. Not quite the same time because the that shot was like 5 o'clock in the morning, and you know me, Mark. I'm not getting up at 5 o'clock yeah, for well, anything. And by the way, later that night, you haven't heard this story yet, but I was up on stage with your son, Reagan, and his beautiful new wife, Faith, and we're talking about our intern program. And we had it until about 7 o'clock, and at about 7.30, uh, I was starting to close it out, and I said, uh, I looked at Reagan, and I said, I'm half an hour over in honor of your dad because he couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> you took care of the I extra did. long-winded, but nobody was shooting a musket after exactly. that, so it was a, it was okay. Anyway, we're at Mark and I are having a great time, and uh, the Patriot Academy campus is uh, just uh, exciting. Uh, all these folks on the ranges getting some good handgun defense training, constitution training, all that good stuff, and, and so we're having a blast. But we want to update folks on some big things that are happening right now. And this coming Saturday, this is the one that's most time-sensitive, this coming Saturday – at the Texas Capitol. It's vital this happens at the Texas Capitol because Texas has an opportunity to do something that the feds should be doing and aren't. Texas can close the border. Texas can prevent this crossing of the border. Texas can repel an invasion. So, Mark, the rally is at the Capitol, on the steps of the Capitol. Uh, Tell us about the time, people that can come, what they can do when they come to the rally, and what we're actually rallying for, the legislation that we're talking about as well. Yeah, so it's 1 to 4 p.m. the 29th. That's a Saturday. We don't normally do stuff like this on a Saturday. We did because we heard from the grassroots. They all wanted to come. And by the way, not just from all over Texas, but from all over the country. And the reason people want to come is because we're all asking ourselves the same question, which is how many more? Mm. How many more young girls, young boys have to be sold into slavery? We talk about the sex trade and sex trafficking, all this stuff. And I think that actually sanitizes it. We have full-blown modern-day slavery going on in the United States yeah. of America. So you know, we can be proud of ourselves as a nation. We fought the Civil War. We outlawed slavery. But here we are here we today, are. and yeah. literally the largest slave trade since the Civil War going on in the United States of America right now. How much longer are we going to tolerate that? How many more kids are going to be sold into slavery? How many more women are going to be raped making the journey mm. to the United States? You're talking, the numbers are all over the board, but the lowest one I've heard is fully one-third of women, young women, older women who come across the border are raped or sexually assaulted along the way. How, how many more are we going to allow that to happen to you? 
And fentanyl deaths. We have the scourge of fentanyl polluting our country. Right now, over 70,000 people died last year of fentanyl overdose or poisoning. That's one every seven minutes, Rick. It's destroying the fabric of our society. Number one killer of adults between 18 and 45. Number one. Wow. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. And so the question is, how, how many more people have to die of fentanyl poisoning or overdose? And look, the answer is if we're going to rely on the federal government to fix it, then a lot more. Mm. And so a few months ago, I had some friends come to me and they said, Mark, what can we do? Can wait, we wait, do let it? me ask you yeah. this before we get to yeah. solutions. The, this is so bad, Mark, that, that Democrat elected officials on the border in Texas have been switching to Republican because they're so frustrated that the Democrat, you know, the, 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 the White House, basically, right. the people that could stop this right now are not doing it. It's not that we're not just complaining because a Democrat's in office or a president's in office that we don't like. We're talking about a real world situation that people are saying, forget the politics, forget which party lives are at stake here. And you see that in these party switches, because that tells you right there, they're willing to do something that probably ends their political career, but they're doing it because they see the evil that's happening. Yeah. Cause what it is, and we should call it what it is. And I, I'm afraid that we always we get the wrong narrative around this. We say, oh, we've got an illegal immigration problem. And look, man, I'm strong against illegal immigration, but it's much bigger than that. I just want to say it as a Christian from my heart. We have a humanitarian crisis. That's right. And what we've got going on is I described the fentanyl crisis. And and I've talked to some of the moms and dads and brothers and sisters who've lost people to the scourge of fentanyl. Uh, Virginia Krieger is kind of famous in this arena. She, She lost a kid to fentanyl overdose, a daughter. I talked to her this week. She's losing a son to mm. it. He, he overdosed it and it, he has drug problems. It was laced in his drugs. So we're seeing this in families. And the question is like, is that okay? Are we okay with that? As right, a, right. Like, how about as a Christian? Can you just go, well, you know, can you really just slough this off and right. say it's somebody else's problem. No. I don't, yeah. Or, you know, th- I want you to think about young children literally grabbed from their families and sold into sexual slavery. And that's going on and I promise you, this is going on in your That's city. That's right. That's right? right. It's not a border problem. It's not a Texas problem. Wherever you live, if you live in Des Moines, if you live in upstate New York, this is going on in your city. And the question is, as a as a Christian, as a believer, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? Does that make your heart ache? Mm. Do you feel like you need to do something? Because that's what happened to me, Rick. I knew what was going on. I honestly didn't know how bad it was. And I just felt like somebody said, well, in a couple of years, you know, there'll be a new administration, hopefully, and then we can fix this. Like we're going to wait a couple of years and let that many more children be raped. That many more. Oh, yeah. That's exactly yeah. like I, I get choked up thinking about it because that's what I thought to myself. Am I just going to sit back for two years? Am I OK saying not oh, probably another 140,000 lives, American mm. lives lost to fentanyl? Was I OK? How many more kids like if I want to write the number down on a piece of paper, how many more kids do I think it's okay to have sold into sexual slavery? I mean, there's only one number. The number is zero. It should be zero. Right. And, and Mark, I, I don't. I hate to digress because, it's, but but man, when we say sex slavery, we need to be clear. Slavery was evil. Sex slavery is ten times, ten thousand times worse. I mean, and, and slavery was awful. And I'm not. I, I, but you're talking about children or, or 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 grown adults that are that are still trapped in it. In the most vile situations you could possibly imagine, this is not like, uh, you know, your images of the movie Pretty Woman and what prostitution is. This is 30, 40, 50 partners a day. They are abused to the point of it is it is so we can't describe it on radio. It is so evil and awful. Slavery is not a disgusting enough term for what these people are going through. And every day, more of them are being put into that because of our border policies. Well, and I would say, and I'm going to make this very personal for myself because of me, 
because mm. I haven't done anything about it. What have I done? Wow. What have I demanded be done? What am I willing to put on the line to try to stop this? Now, there are heroes out there, guys like Yako Boyens, who are actually out there doing the work, right. other people that Victor are doing Marks. Yeah, so there's, yeah. A, there's a bunch of them, but a bunch meaning a handful. Uh, a handful, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the question is, what am I doing about it? And the answer is, well, I'm living my life. Mm. And I'm saying, I got other stuff that I'm dealing with. And it's not that I'm not busy. It's not that I'm not running a big organization. And, and I could say, well, that's not my thing. But then again, I got to go and I got to ask myself a question as a Christian, how many kids? Yeah. Like, what's the number that I'm willing to write down? It's zero. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Dietrich Bonhoeffer fits right here big yeah. time, right? Because by not doing anything, you essentially allow for it to go on. Absolutely. And, and so, man, I see it in your face, bro. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm glad we're not just on the phone because I can see the pain in your eyes and why you were motivated to do this and to, and, and to, 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 to raise the banner. I mean, that's the thing. People don't know what to do, right? They, right. they, when they hear us talking about this, they're going, okay, where's the, where's the banner to rally around? Well, that's exactly what you're doing this Saturday. Yeah. So that's the point, you know, Rick, I'm not an expert at a lot of things, but there is something I'm an expert at. And is I, I've had the privilege of being at the forefront of two movements in my lifetime. So the Tea Party movement, I know what that looked like. I know what it felt like. I know where it comes from. And for our listeners that don't know, Mark helped found the Tea Party all the way back when you when you saw that very beginning in April of 2009, right? Yeah, yeah. 09, yep. uh, of 09. And when it grew and exploded, Mark was the guy shepherding that. So I was one of them. And so I know what that feels like. And same with Convention of States. Like there's millions of people involved. I know what that feels like. And I've studied movements over the last 10 or 15 years. And here's what I can tell you about a movement. It starts not because somebody starts it. It starts because because it exists in the hearts and mind of the people already. People are thinking about it. Mm. So I know you're out there, you're listening, you're like, yeah, I hate this stuff. I, I mean, what do we do about it? I don't know what to do about it. So people are thinking about it, it's on their hearts. And then they're frustrated. This is a necessary component because they're doing exactly what you said. Like, I know it's really bad, Rick and Mark. So so what? What do we do? I don't know what to do. Yeah. But a new president, is that the solution? So people are, have all this pent up frustration like in a pressure cooker. This is where it, the things change, where a movement really starts. When the pressure gets high enough. Pressure gets high enough, and then there's a moment. There has to be a pivot moment. Yeah. Something okay, has to like happen. Okay, like a master radio host, I'm going to build the pressure here and say the moment you're not going to find out about till we come back from the break. So stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Have you noticed the vacuum of leadership in America? We're looking around for leaders of principle to step up, and too often, no one is there. God is raising up a generation of young leaders with a passion for impacting the world around them. They're crying out for the mentorship and leadership training they need. Patriot Academy was created to meet that need. Patriot Academy graduates now serve in state capitals around America, in the halls of Congress, in business, in the film industry, in the pulpit, in every area of the culture. They're leading effectively and impacting the world around them. Patriot Academy is now expanding across the nation, and now's your chance to experience this life-changing week that trains champions to change the world. Visit PatriotAcademy.com for dates and locations. Our core program is still for young leaders 16 to 25 years old, but we also now have a citizen track for adults. So visit the website today to learn more. Help us fill the void of leadership in America. Join us in training champions to change the world at PatriotAcademy.com. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. Mark Meckler, our guest today. We've been talking about the 
In fact, crisis isn't fair enough. Humanitarian crisis. I don't know if their words ugly enough to describe what's happening at the border. And then before we get to the break, Mark talking about the, just the pressure that's been building, the emotional pressure, the the economic pressure, the the just just the humanitarian pressure. And what is that relief valve now? What can we do? The frustration that everybody's feeling, if they are to that point where they're saying, okay, now I'm frustrated enough, we can have a breakthrough, there's something we can do. What is that thing we can do? Okay, so here's what we have to do is the elected officials have to be forced to respond to that pressure. And we know right now, Washington, D.C. is not going to do it. Yeah. In Texas, we have the longest contiguous border in the United States with Mexico. It's almost 1,300 miles. I think it's 200, uh, about a couple hundred miles short of that, but about 1,300 miles we can do something here in Texas. We have in the United States Constitution, the Invasion Clause, Article 1, Section 10, Subsection 3, we have the authority to repel, to repel an invasion, an invasion yeah. as a state. Yeah. Right? And this is an important distinction. You're going to hear people in the media, you might have friends who say, oh, Supreme Court already decided US v. Arizona, states cannot enforce immigration law. Look, I think that was a bad decision. Right. But and that, Scalia thought it was a bad decision right. too. Let's just, yep. bad, he has a great dissent in that. But anyway, go ahead. But that <laughs> is the state of the law right now in the United States of America. So our job is to say, well, okay, we know that. What can we do? According to Article One, Section Ten, we can repel an invasion. We have a concurrent clause in the Texas Constitution. We can declare an invasion, and that gives the governor all sorts of powers. It gives the legislature all sorts of powers. And so what we're going to do is we're going to gather at the Capitol. I'm hoping for tens of thousands of us, Rick. That's my vision. Tens of thousands of people come in. And we're going to put the pressure on our legislature here in Texas and our governor here in Texas to do absolutely everything they legally can. That includes declaring an invasion, seizing assets of the cartels, naming the cartels as international terrorist organizations, cracking down on the financial technology companies that allow all this monetary transfer, uh, making trespassing a third degree felony, giving our local law enforcement. And really importantly, there's a bill pending right now been introduced by Representative Matt Schaefer, HB 20, that creates the Texas Border Protection Unit. So we're not asking for them to start with something. We're saying, do what Schaefer's filed right now. The Absolutely. bill is sitting there. It's ready to be done. It's sitting there. It's already been heard in committee. It hasn't been voted out of committee yet. So we're telling them, get this done. One of the things I love about HB 20, it creates this independent Texas Border Protection Unit and it's under the control of the governor. And I think this is really important. Look, and I haven't always been the biggest fan of the governor, but it's not, it's for me, it's never a personal thing. Yeah. Like I want a politician to do the right thing and then I'll, I'm going to love on you for right. doing it. Right? right. So I want Governor Abbott to step up and be the hero here. He's done some stuff. I would say it's not enough stuff. Step up, be the hero. He will then be responsible because he appoints the head of that border protection unit. And so that person is accountable to him instead of DPS, Department of Public Safety. I don't trust those guys. I don't like those guys. So I want Abbott to be the guy who's responsible for this. He's our chief executive here in Texas, and he can repel the invasion. Again, remember, not enforce immigration law. This is not about illegal immigrants. Like I'm against illegal immigration, but this is about repelling an invasion. And people say, protect us from imminent danger. This is not imminent danger. This is harm taking place right now. Yeah, I mean, the story, it's already there. The right? ranchers on our border, Rick, the cartels come to them and they say, you could either cooperate with us and we'll pay you or we'll just kill you. Wow. Right. And the ranchers go to the government. Hey, what can you do? And the government's like, there's nothing we can do. Wow. When you live on a remote ranch in South Texas, when the cartel shows up, you know, yeah. call us, you'll be dead by the it's time we late. get it's, here. It's right? too late. No. And, and, and Mark, just to reiterate, I mean, this is there's strong constitutional foundations for this. As you were saying, you know, if the, if the government, if the federal government would do what it's supposed to do under Article 
for Section 4, where they're supposed to right. repel the invasion, no problem. wouldn't be here, right? Right. right? Wouldn't have to do this, what you know needs to be done. But since they're not doing that, that's where Article 1, Section 10 kicks in, and absolutely we're in that situation. And like you said, I mean, the, the, we're not in imminent danger. It's not like it, we're trying to hurry and get this done before the invasion. It's happening already. I mean, it's there's got to be action taken right now. And this legislation is, is, is sitting there, ready to be done. What what would you know when people come on Saturday? What do you want the legislators of? I mean, obviously Governor Abbott as well to right. to hear what happens here and to, and to be moved by this and know. Listen, you can be a hero to the whole nation if you'll just do what the Constitution gives you the power to do. What does the legislature need to hear as well? Yeah, I think what they need to see is that it's a movement, and this is what I, why I talked about movement politics. They need to understand it's not just some people showing up, have a good time. We will have a good time. I'm going to tell you that. Ted Nugent's yeah. going to be there. He's going to open Uncle You Ted. cannot have an event with Ted Nugent and not have a That's good time. That's right. Yeah. So he's going to he's actually going to play his iconic version yes. of the National Anthem. Yes. Always a great way to open an event. Uh, we've got Mark Morgan here is going to be there, former acting commissioner of Border Patrol. Jason Jones, one of the just absolute warriors covering yeah. what's going on the border. Laura Logan's going to speak. So there's a whole bunch of people who know what's going on at the border. So the, the goal are two things. One is education. I want people to hear at this rally. It's going to be live streamed on Epic Times. Newsmax is likely to be there. Uh, Real America's Voice is going to be there. So this is going to be spread all over the country. So we they'll need- learn as they're even as they're listening to the right. rally. They're going to learn about what's happening. And then I hope what's happening to the legislature is the same thing that's happening to the people in attendance. They're going to get angry, and they're going to feel pain. Yeah, right. Because you cannot look at this closely. And not feel the pain. I thought I knew what was going on in the border in the last 90 days. I've been educated. I mean, really, the wool's been pulled back mm. from my eyes. It's just I can't I can't face it without trying to do something. So people are going to come. That's going to create the pressure mechanism to make sure that the Texas legislature does everything they can do. The governor does everything he can do. And you and me. I'm, I'm talking to all of you, do what you can do. And what you can do, I'm, I'm not asking you for that much. I'm asking you, come to Texas. Show up. Come yeah. to the Capitol. We'll raise the money. We'll organize the thing. We'll put it on. We'll put the infrastructure in place. But you have to show up. If you don't show up, you're opting out. Yeah, and you're not doing the very thing the Declaration demands of us. If we want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we have to have the bookends. The bookends are, right? Before that, it says we hold these truths. There has to be truth. The other side of that is consent of the governed. Government's power comes from the consent of the governed. What do you do when you show up at a rally? You're giving or refusing your consent. You're demanding your politicians, your elected officials, your representatives to do the right thing. You're demanding that they follow what we, the people, want. And they listen. When the, when these kind of numbers that we're going to have on Saturday show up, they listen. They pay attention. But we need you folks from all over the nation to join us. We have listeners in every state across the nation. And by the way, you can hear that rain out there. So Mark and I are <laughs> sitting in here doing the radio show while all of our friends are out on the range getting drenched right now. So this is kind of fun. Uh, anyway, don't don't forget to go. Now, in fact, the website. What's the website where they can go to get yeah, the details? Howmanymore.com. It's got all the details. And register. Let us know you're coming because then you'll get regular notices from us about everything that's going on, run of show, parking, all that kind of stuff. So go to howmanymore.com, find out more about it, spread it around to your friends. Look, I know there are thousands and thousands of people listening to this show right now. Imagine if each of you send that website to 50 friends, send it to your whole email list. Let's blanket the nation with this. How many more? Dot com. Dot com. How many more dot com. And, and it is important to go there because when you get to the Capitol, you need to know where to go, where to park, where to, you know, how to get to, to the right spot, too. So how many more dot com. And please do exactly what Mark said. Be a force multiplier. And if you're coming up with some excuse why you can't come, 
then at least get the link and send it out to 10, 15, 20, 100 of your friends. Share it on social media. Let's make this a huge event that everybody's talking about and that the legislators feel the pressure, that pressure cooker. In fact, we used to say, Mark, all the time, that they never seem to see the light until they feel the heat. Well, here's a chance for them to feel the heat, right? Mark Meckler, God bless you, man. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Next time, we'll talk about Convention of States and where we are in a lot of these states. But bless you for what you're doing, and I'm looking forward to seeing you Saturday at the rally. Thanks for having me. We really appreciate Mark Meckler and the opportunity to visit about Convention of States and about uh, today, mostly the border rally and how important it is for us to show up and be there at the Capitol, be a part of this, let your voice be heard. This is an important, important issue. As Mark was explaining, uh, we are allowing for a lot of pain, a lot of heartache that is unnecessary. We're allowing for things to happen to our fellow man. We're allowing things to happen to children. We're allowing things to happen to our country because of our silence. And as we said, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Bonhoeffer was right about that, and it certainly applies in this situation. And so with the tremendous amount of damage that's being done, we should be motivated to do something. We should want to be a part of the solution. Texas has an opportunity to be a part of that solution. Texas has an opportunity to lead here. And this is a chance to let our legislators and our governor know in Texas, do your job under the Constitution. Absolutely, 100%. It's constitutional for states to seal the border to repel an invasion. There's an imminent danger. As Mark said, it's not even imminent. It's already happening. It's not that it's that close to happening. It's not that it's going to happen next week. It's already happening. It has been happening. So something has got to be done. And states have the power to do that under Article 1, Section 10. It's a responsibility that they can uh, can take on and implement whenever Article 4, Section 4 is ignored by the federal government, which is what has happened in this case. And what's what's happening is, is criminal. It's 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 uh, a d- destructive to the nation, and we need to do something about it. And so we're encouraging Texas to do that, to take that step. You know, Texas used to be a leader on these kinds of issues. Texas used to be willing to, to, to step out and uh, not instead of following everybody else, like we're hopefully going to do with school choice. Now that you've got all these states that have passed school choice, Texas may finally do that in the next couple of weeks. I'm praying that they do. That's why I ran for the legislature the first time all those years ago, more than two decades ago, aging myself here. But school choice was my number one issue because it's it's a principal issue. It's, it's erring on the side of freedom. It's letting parents make the decision, not a bureaucrat. It's funding children and their education, not buildings and systems. Um, so that's a huge issue. And Texas should have been leading on that a long time ago. And now that Arkansas and Iowa and Florida and all these other states have done it, it looks like Texas will finally do that. But on the border issue, I mean, it's either us or Arizona. And at this point, with Carrie Lake not being the governor of Arizona, at least not yet, Arizona's not going to be able to lead on this. Texas has to lead on the border issue. So I hope that you would join us at the border rally. I hope you'll study these things. Study the Constitution so that you know what states can do and, and, and can't do. The, the, the whole thing, with the even with gold and silver as legal tender, that's a big issue that we'll be talking about in the future and that Texas also has a chance to lead on. But we don't know these things if we're not studying God's Word and we're not studying the Constitution, we're not studying these things so that we know truth. So I encourage you to take our Biblical Citizenship in Modern America course. It's available for free. Go to biblicalcitizens.com. You can sign up as a coach and you can host that class with your friends and family. Be a part of the solution. Be the catalyst for a restoration of biblical values and constitutional principles. Come down to Fredericksburg, Texas, to the Patriot Academy campus and experience the Patriot experience. Experience the opportunity to study the Constitution, handgun defense classes, all kinds of great things. Check that out at patriotacademy.com today. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Wall Bowlers. We stand undivided forever. Good.